0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we're going to be looking at healing the anxiety of time. So let's get started. Let's talk about these tips that Lana Das has in the back of his book. And I have been a big fan of his for many years. And so I'm hoping that you will check out his book and his other things that he has, both uh, in hard copies and uh, they're also on audio. And so one of the things, we're just going to dive right in, but one of the things I want to say before we get started is... Time is such an issue for so many people that it's probably a good thing that we dive into it a little bit and talk about it because it's one of the things that we can control. We can control our time, we can control our relationship with time and how we look at time. So, uh, just like we talk so many other you know, in so many other podcasts, it's our relationship to things and our perception. So time is something that we really can look at a little bit differently and actually use in some of our practices for healing our anxiety. Many people I talk to, their anxiety comes up even more when they feel pressured, right? So let's look at some ways that we can Change this up a little bit and maybe not feel that pressure and therefore eliminate some of our triggers. One of the things that Lama Surya Das talks about is rest in the breath while letting go of all thoughts, concerns, plans, worries, and preoccupations. Well, that sounds like a little bit of meditation to me. And it always sounds easier than it is, or actually it doesn't sound easy at all when you think about letting go of concerns, plans, worries, and preoccupations. But if we just take a conscious moment or two and rest in the breath, that we can actually let go of some of those things. And so one of the things I like to have people do is to have a particular place or time or action that you're doing where you can do this, where you can take three conscious breaths. And when your focus is on your breath, you will not be giving attention to your thoughts, concerns, plans, worries or preoccupations. And so you can actually achieve this. So you can do this when you get in your car to go off for the day. You can do it at your lunch hour before you begin to eat your meal. And you can also do it simple times like when you're laying down in your bed at night, finally closing your eyes. Three conscious breaths and letting go. Another thing he talks about is being mindful of the physical sensations that we're feeling in the moment. And this is a very good one for bringing ourselves back into ourselves. A lot of people with depersonalization have a struggle. They feel like they're outside of themselves. And this is a really good practice to do. And it helps to bring us back into the moment. And we're in the moment. We're not so fretting about other things. So be in your own physical sensations. What are you feeling right now? Can you feel your feet on the floor? Can you feel your seat in the chair? The fabric of your clothing. This can be using our senses as we talk about in other podcasts. Using our senses to bring us into our body. The next thing that he talks about is um, to feel the good earth beneath your feet or the seat that cradles you. So again, this relates back to the previous one where Um, We were using our physical sensations, right? So this is just a practical way of doing it. Feeling our feet on the earth or the floor, even the sock in our shoe. Another one is to, he mentions to use um, a mantra or I say a prayer or a chant, a, a phrase, A simple phrase or word, your mantra, again and again with pure undivided concentration and focus. And this is using, Christians use the Jesus prayer. It's a beautiful way to have it said over and over again. You can pull in your favorite saint's prayer. You can use a chant or a mantra. If you were taking um, a formal meditation, you may have A a mantra that you use so to use this over and over again with pure undivided concentration and focus and I want to tell you a little story about this because I have had um, a particular prayer that I used to say over and over again when I was really struggling with my anxiety and it got shortened you know we have the long version and then we have the short version which I called my mantra And what happens is, you begin to say it over and over again, I used to say it when I walked, I began to use it in more positive times, using it as a touchstone for peace, a touchstone for me being conscious and aware. And so I used it over and over again. And when it came up in anxiety, I would use it, it would, it would serve me, it would bring me back to those conscious, peaceful moments. And then the beautiful thing is sometimes you just wake up in the morning and it's going. It's just being repeated in the mind or in the heart. And so I really urge you to find a small prayer or a mantra, a chant, whatever suits you in your belief system. There's something for everyone. Find it and use it over and over. And like Lama Surya Das says, to use it with pure, undivided concentration and focus. Next, he talks about making eye contact with another being and feeling compassion and loving kindness for whoever we are with. I like that plan. I like the idea of making eye contact. Because often we become so wrapped up in our minds, especially if we were having... A moment of anxiety, a day of anxiety, or very much so if we're having a panic attack. We are not relating with anyone. We're in our own minds. And so this can be just a great practice when we're out in the world to make eye contact with other people, whether it be at the grocery store or whether it be with the people who are riding with you in your car or having conversation with over lunch. So Bring that eye contact into your life and feel the compassion and the loving kindness for whoever's eyes you meet. It brings you into other people's worlds. It brings you outside of yourself and of your mind racing with thoughts. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Next one is to smile at someone, to hug someone, or to help someone. Again, these are all ways that we come outside of ourselves and become part of the world around us. And it slows things down. What is each and every one of these things doing for us? It's slowing things down. And when our mind is not busy racing into the future or fretting and uh, having angst over the past, we are in the present moment. And the present moment expands when we're in it. It's kind of, I don't understand it. why it feels like that but the more present you are the more in this moment you are the more time you seem to have so again this is a way of expanding the time that we do have is to be in the moment that we're actually in the next one that he talks about is to go outside and make contact with nature through the sky the clouds you know, all of nature out there are gardens. Um, if a body of water, um, the earth, again, the earth between our fingers, he mentions, or any other manifestation of the magnificent natural world. This is fabulous for clearing the mind and bringing us in to where we are in the moment. Now I've been for very fortunate in my life and, um, When I lived in New York, I lived in a little tiny town on one of the Finger Lakes, and my store was right on the lake. And so when things were stressful, we had this huge picture window in the back that was overlooking the lake, and we were at the top of a 22-mile-long lake, and you could just lose yourself in that beautiful view. Um, No matter how stressful things were, there was that clear Open space, and it was just calming. Now, I live in Hawaii, and I'm fortunate to have the ocean to look at. I must be somebody who appreciates being near large bodies of water. So, um, the ocean can be very clearing, and don't even have to be in it or near it. Now, I live up the mountain, and so I have the view of the ocean. So, it's about it's about um, what we can see. I can look out and see beautiful trees. Most of us can see the clouds. We can go out and step out away from a building and look up. If it's daytime, we can see the open sky or the clouds. And if it's at night, we can take in those stars and the moon. Where is the moon tonight? It's somewhere different. Every single night it's moved and um, is brighter or darker, depending on which way it's going. And so if we can take moments to appreciate these things of nature, it has a way of bringing us out of our thoughts again, out of our busy mind, and into the larger universe, into the world that is the mystery. And it gives us an expansion of the actual moment that we're in. You'll be surprised how you can feel like you've been lost in that for, oh, ages. And you come back and it's only been moments. But you've got to really get some space. The next one he talks about is to read sacred words from the world's wisdom traditions and scriptures. I really like this too. Um, you can find your own favorite books. Uh, it, it can be from religious backgrounds. It can be wisdom uh, traditions. It can be any. It can be twelve step programs. One of my favorite readers, even today, you know, probably thirty years after I bought this book, is like "Courage to Change." Uh, which is from, I believe, Al-Anon, uh, way back in the day. And it just is one little read, one little page to read and a quote and an action. And these are wonderful things. They have them for everything. You can get a little daily reader that is either a part of your religious background or that is secular and that is just something of a wisdom tradition. I think it's a great way to bring us again out of our worry or out of our little world and expanding the actual moment that we're in by being in a bigger thought, by being in a bigger place. When we are only going forward with worry or backwards with angst or depression or forward with anxiety and We we could just really compress time. It's like it's all moving along much too fast. It's ticking along, everything's happening. We have way too much to do, and now I got to rush here and rush there. Even in our very crowded, busy lives, which everyone has, we can take those small moments and do these actions. Take a little reading. Take a moment to look at the clouds to rest in our breath, or to chant a a chant, sing a prayer, just be outside yourself. And these don't need to take long at all. That's the beauty, is it doesn't have to be a big deal. We don't need to take two weeks off for vacation. We need to take two moments, two minutes out when we get in our car and just breathe. Just take a moment. Be with our breathing, our conscious breath. Another one that he mentions is to take a break, a sacred pause, an honorable rest, he calls it, whether for um, Sabbath or just for an hour or two, uh, maybe once a week, if not every day. Well, this is just what I was talking about. There's the longer version of things, right? Or we were just talking about the shorter version, the moments. And I don't believe um, that it's impossible to find an hour or two to have special for yourself or sometimes a full day. Here on Maui, we have a meditation group that meets with some very well-known meditation teachers that happen to live here And they open their home maybe four times a year for a full day-long meditation. And so for me, that's the way that I take a little bit of a special time for myself and go for a full day of silent meditation with other people. So again, it brings me out of myself into a larger community and a different energy than my usual day. And it's quite healing. I almost think it's better than a big, long vacation because there wasn't a lot of preparation, right? I didn't have to close up my work for two weeks and make big travel plans. Uh, Sometimes... Uh, Many of my clients mentioned to me that vacation and travel is often more stressful than relaxing. So if you find this happening, why don't you take a day or half a day for yourself once in a while? And if you can't fit that in right now because of life circumstances, use the moments that we've talked about previously. And finally, uh, Lama Surya Das mentions here, listen to music, sing, dance, create Pray and play. I love those. Create, pray, and play. We need more of that. And it's easy, easy to incorporate if you have children because you can dive right in and be one of them for a little bit. They will love it if you can put your own kid hat on and get right down and play with them. And if not, we can use our own... A private time or go to a dance class. We can listen to music. I love listening to music. It really shifts the stress of time for me because I slow down. Probably because of the kind of music I'm listening to, but maybe you can find music that you can dive deep into, something that makes you feel like you are out of yourself and out of your little mind of busy thoughts, and just let it go. Maybe instead of a meditation one time, you can listen to some music that you find beautiful, that lets you go deep. And finally, at the bottom of this page, Lama Surabha says, Now breathe, smile, and relax. You have time. And we do have time. We just need to recognize it. Again, we need to shift our perception of not enough time to we have time. And today's quote is from Lama Surya Das's book, Buddha Standard Time. From early morning to late at night, from preschool to retirement, we rush through our lives in order to scrimp on time. But what if time did not control us? What if we felt that our time and our lives were our own? Again, that was from Lama Surya Das. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.